Get ready, Pittsburgh, because Philadelphia is set to invade. Philly Invades Pittsburgh Beer Fest is back for its second installment on Saturday, September 14th from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. at Spoonwood Brewing in Bethel Park. Hosted by breweries in Pennsylvania, this event features some of the best beer the east side of the Commonwealth has to offer. Grab your tickets and sip on beers from Imprint, Hidden River, Rebel Hill, Lost Tavern, Levante, Stable 12, and New Trail. Head over to Facebook and search Philly Invades Pittsburgh Beer Fest for more information and reserve your tickets before this event sells out. Woe to you, O Earth and Sea. It's the Hop Nation USA Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hop Nation USA podcast. This is episode 121. I am one of your hosts, Adam. Welcome. With me is Steve. Steve is hungry. Yeah. He needs a sandwich. Yes. So we're going to be quick about it. And I'm okay with that because I'm already a couple of beers deep. All right. When when did you start drinking? Happy hour. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. It was the <laughs> memorial happy hour. Blessed be him, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know who that is. I know you don't. Is that like a co-worker? It is a co-worker. Okay, then I got to cut his name out. We can't be... <laughs> All right. <laughs> we can just bleep it out. We'll put some yeah. horns there or something. Right. It's fine. I'll just put like a duck noise or That's something. That's fine, too. You can't, you can't just go around announcing like people's last names and outing them. <laughs> his address is and his yeah. social security number is... He's not part of the show. I don't know who he is. He's not a public figure. <laughs> not yet. That's because he hasn't had that Hop Nation bump yet. All right. Well, he's not getting it either because <laughs> I just... You already heard the duck That's right. noise. Whoever this mystery person is yeah <laughs> so this is episode 121 we are back to our search of the states yes we are going south of the mason dixon line we are going to the great state of maryland yeah sure yeah i mean i guess you'll call it a great state i mean yeah <laughs> i like it you called it that i did call it that and i'll back it up yeah. we're going to the old line state maryland we're drinking beers from there i heard it was the free state Actually, that is also a nickname of Maryland. I know. They got too many nicknames. That's what I've learned in my research. (laughs) There's another one. I don't remember what it is. I know it's not the Granite State. No. I know that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we're going to jump right into it for our first Maryland brewery. This is Jailbreak Brewing Company. They are out of Laurel, Maryland. Okay. We're going to be trying their Funk Sway. Funk Sway. Funk Sway, which is a key lime brilliant vice. Okay. Quick numbers, 4% ABV, 8 IBUs, 0% chance is going to be about, Steve is going to be about this on the way in. Uh, yes, on the way in, not so much, but we'll see what happens. However, <laughs> I do know for a fact that Key Lime yeah. is a type of beer that you do enjoy. Right. So maybe there's a 2% chance I'm into this. Yes, because I know uh, the former, uh, was it Tallgrass? Yes, former Tallgrass had a good key lime. Hitchhiker has a good key lime when yes. they make it. So I know that key lime beers can work to your persuasion. Yes. So let's see if Jailbreak... Can they sway me with their funk? Ha-ha! Ha-ha. Very nice. So taking a look at it, uh, it's a rather pale-looking beer. It looks yeah. like almost... You know what it would remind me of if it was like a pineapple beer? Almost like a halakahiki, very light-colored uh, man, it's even lighter than that. It's very, very light. Yeah, from my position, it looks kind of like just like key lime pie. Which kind of makes sense. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's that 
wispy pail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is not a. Uh, it it looks like somebody just kind of poured some juice into the glass. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's it's really opaque. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like despite being very pale in color, it's very opaque. So yes. it does just look like a light juice. And that's not a bad thing. No, if you've ever seen simply lime juice. Yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it looks like on the nose. It's sour. What's that? Sour. <laughs> you already know it. That's too sour. <laughs> you think it's going to be too much? It might be too much. Okay. I like the smell of it. I, I can still pick up the limes in there. I, I get it barely. It Yeah, the sourness is like over-dominating for me. So you, it's nose. not stacking up. It's on not stacking up for you so far. Not yet. All right. I think there's only one thing. It's a little much. Oh, yeah. Not for me. I like that. Sound. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's not for you, as in that's down your road. It is. It is. I really like this beer. Mm. It's got an interesting aftertaste to it. I like it. I think the only thing that, and I hate to be critical right off the bat, it's not a critical mm-hmm. statement, but I'd like to have a little more graham cracker in there. See, that's what I'm getting on the back end, though. I'm getting a lot of the malting I'm graham not, cracker on the back. I'm not getting that. Maybe I'm just playing too much in the uh, in the sourness to to notice it. Because I'm enjoying that. Because that's definitely sour for Berliner Weiss. It's definitely on the high end for that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. I'm getting like way sour forward, a little bit of key lime as it tails off, and then mm. the 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 aftertaste and kind of the burp ups have that graham cracker on it. So what I'm hearing is the back end is good for you. Yeah, you just got to suffer through the sourness just, to get yeah, to it. It's just way too much sourness up front for me. For me, I really like it, but obviously I am a sour fan compared to you, Steve. Right. So this is a really good beer. I like this one. I'm a fan. Okay. Well, there you go. There it is. <laughs> a full of a style. Uh, I get to use it. There you go. It's my turn. To Lean into it. it. I use the catchphrase. No. For the style. There it is. Doesn't it feel good? No. It doesn't. It never does. No. It never does. But Jailbreak, I think you got something good going on here. I like this beer. I am going to continue to drink on this, see if anything changes while it warms up. I hope not. I like to think that it's going to stay the way it is. Yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, it's whatever you want. <laughs> well, whatever I want, I'm getting right now. I can I can only hope that it gets a little less tart. And I don't think it's going to. My palate dies off or something. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you're getting that. No, well, then oh well. Okay. (laughs) So while we let things warm up just a little bit, Steve trying to get it into an area that he likes and me trying to keep it where it is, it's time for some news, some notes, and some neat. Uh, I got like three stories this week. Okay. Uh, I'm just two of them. I feel like a quick breeze through. All right. Uh, But we'll, we'll put one of yours in. Yeah. In, in the meantime. We'll sandwich. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll sandwich them a little bit just because the one I have is tied to a bigger news story. Okay. So the first one I'll just start off with, and it's going to be real quick. Yeah. We don't have to comment that much. We just give it a thumbs up after I say I'm good and we're done. Okay. <laughs> um, but September 1st, laws in Texas are changing. Okay. How so? There is a bill that was signed in June. And part of the reason why I'm going quick is because I think we might already talked about it. <laughs> oh. Uh, but there was a bill signed in June. That uh, Texas can now sell cans at their breweries. Wait, they couldn't before? No. What? Yeah, they had to sell them through distro. Oh, that's ludicrous. Yeah. they the, Cans had to go through distro, and then, I mean, I guess maybe they could have done a buyback. Maybe? Sell, yeah. That's, but, that's too many. That's too much. Right, yeah. It was too many steps. Now they can just go direct from uh, the brewery to the consumer. Right. Eliminate that middleman. Yeah, distributors are going to get their nut anyways. When they go out to bars and, you know, right. 
go out to the distributor on the customer side as well, things like that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like most of these states and every everybody's trying to reacclimate to the way breweries run now. Mm-hmm. The fact that there are so many brew pubs and there are so many that are canning. Like, even the smallest of the breweries nowadays can. Right. Even if it's as simple as a crowler and a little, you know, canning machine on the bar. Yeah. It's still canning. Right. So, they laws have to reacclimate for that and, mm-hmm. you know, allow for distributors not to always get everything that they want. <laughs> right. Guess what? The small business is going to get theirs once in a while. Yeah. So, that's that. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> so, we're going to talk a little bit about one of the behemoths, mm-hmm. Keystone. Yeah. Keystone is running a promotion. I wanted to talk about this a little bit because on the surface, it seems all nice and fun. But when you dig into it a little bit, it's pretty out of touch. Out of touch and bullshit and stupid. Yes. Yes. All of those. So Keystone is running a promotion to assist the young drinkers of America to ease into adulthood. Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is their grand prize is they are going to pay your rent for one year. Cool. How do you enter this contest? I don't know. It's through a website or something. I think you have to give your social security number <laughs> and your, you know, the name of your firstborn. Okay, <laughs> so you, it's just a giveaway you sign up for? Yeah. It's just okay. like any other giveaway. You don't All have right. to collect points or anything like that. Yeah. You go on a website and sign up for okay. it. Enter, I didn't know if you had to like... to win. I didn't know if you had to like make a video about how shitty your life is. No. <laughs> no. You don't have to do that. I think it's just enter to win and stuff like that. So okay. what they're doing is they're going to pay your rent for an entire year. Yeah. That is the grand prize. I think there's... There's 10 or 11 grand prizes like that. Oh, I'm sorry. There are 13 lucky winners. Okay. That you will get $12,000 in rent money for a year. Yeah, that's their consideration. That is their consideration. for a year. The the grand prize. And on the service, yeah, okay, that's a big check. I like that. That's pretty neat. Until you start running the math. 12 months, $12,000 is $1,000 a month for rent. Now, you can... Find a place for a thousand bucks a month to pay your rent. Unless you don't live in Iowa, Nebraska, or in the depths of, you know, Jersey, not the good parts. What I have an issue with is they say they're going to pay your rent, but if you live anywhere decent or anywhere that has any sort of rent issues, like say, I don't know, San Francisco, LA, Denver, Houston, anything like that, any semblance of metropolitan area, you ain't finding shit for a thousand bucks a month. Absolutely not. And so here's a something that I just found out that the average rent across the nation is a thousand two hundred. So you're already short. Yeah, they're already short. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't even come up with the average. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is they're they're handing you a check of twelve thousand dollars in rent money. That doesn't say anything about the taxes that you're going to have to take out. Right. Because it is a prize. It's a prize, right. So they're going to take you out at 39.9%. Yeah. You're getting screwed on that. If they say they're going to pay your rent for a year. Yeah. They're not paying your rent. No, they're not paying anybody's rent for a year. Not at all. I'm I'm very curious how they came up with that number. Uh, A thousand for... Easy math. Yeah. Yeah. They just did easy math of like, oh, yeah, I used to pay a thousand, so... Yeah. That is, in and of itself, kind of embarrassing. Yes. But the other thing that they're handing out is the runner-up prizes for being able to take care of the adulting, because adulting is hard. Yeah, sure. 
<laughs> Late millennial, early zennial speak. Yeah, sure. We're curmudgeons on this show now. We don't have to deal with that anymore. So here I've what, always been a curmudgeon. I've been a curmudgeon <laughs> since I was 15. So <laughs> They're calling it the Getting Older Transition Pack. Mm-hmm. And here is what you are going to get with the Getting Older Transition Pack. You are going to get a Keystone Light branded inflatable chair, Ugh. a shower curtain, cool, a Hawaiian shirt, Ugh. and a candelier. Which is a chandelier made of keystone-like cans. Oh, God. <laughs> what kind of trailer trash prize pack is that? Keith Stones. <laughs> you know, the, only, the only one I'll give is the shower curtain. Yes. I feel like a lot of people, you know, making that transition to adulthood, there's a lot of things that go overlooked when you're getting into your first place. Like a shower curtain. Shower curtains, uh, just regular-ass curtains. And or blinds, depending on how you mm-hmm. like your windows. A lot of people don't think about those things when they're moving right. into their first place. But. I'll guarantee you, anytime there's an Ask Reddit thread that says, what kind of things did you not expect to have whenever you got into adulthood yeah. that you actually needed, nobody ever said Hawaiian shirt. Nobody said Hawaiian shirt. Nobody. nobody not only said, that. <laughs> nobody said shitty chandelier no. that you might not be able to hang in your apartment because that would void your... <laughs> right, because it's your, being rented. Yeah. It'll void your... Uh, what is it? Your policy or what? Your lease agreement. Yeah, your lease agreement, and you go. You don't get your deposit back. Right. My fucking brain's stupid. That's okay. That's all right. You need sandwiches. I get that. I've definitely lost my deposit a couple times, <laughs> hanging shelves and shit. And nobody, but nobody, uses inflatable furniture for more than ten minutes at a time. No, nobody uses inflatable furniture at all anymore. No. Whoever. Ugh. No, fuck so you, Keystone Light. <laughs> I am. This is one time where I will be mad on the show. Okay, <laughs> it's so disappointing. Good, good. Come to the dark side. <laughs> but it's just uh, you were so close. You had a good idea. I like the idea of having you know a quote unquote prize pack to transition to adulthood. And yes, yeah. I understand. Keystone Light is a you know a party beer, etc., etc., etc. Jackass beer. I get that. But you could do so much more. The yeah, you could have actually helped people. <laughs> yeah, the, the shower curtain idea, I like that. Right. Go into that arena more. Inflatable furniture, that ain't it. Shower curtain, towels. Yeah. Yeah. You know, People oh, don't think about towels. <laughs> right. I would use a Keystone Light towel. Right. You just use it in the house. You don't have to worry about taking it out anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have a girl coming over, switch them out. Yeah. That encourages, encourages you to change your towels anyways. Right. Which you should be doing. <laughs> It just, it. I read that and I just thought, Keystone, you can do better. Yeah, they totally could do better. So much better. Yeah, they f- didn't. They didn't. Fuck them. They they phoned <laughs> it in on some phony baloney prize pack and rent money that won't even cover the check. Keystone is the fucking Spencer's gifts. <laughs> they are. That's all they did. They went packages. to the, the Spencer's gift catalog. Yeah. You know, just blindly pointed at a couple of things and said, no, we could put our brand on that. We'll make our own. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. I could talk more, but I'm not going to. I'm going to calm back down and have more of this jailbreak. Okay. You do that. You do that. I'll go into our other short news story, which will actually lead into a big news story. Okay. Cincinnati Zoo is adding a craft beer space. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. And doesn't sound as terribly bad as it is. No. But uh, they're opening a craft beer garden. It's called Hops. It's, uh, okay. Yeah, Hops. 
They better have kangaroos there. I'll get to it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called Hops. Uh, it's opening up this October. And it's a, they're going to have taps featuring local Cincy breweries and Ohio breweries like 50 West, Mad Tree, and High Grain. Right on. And they're also going to have four taps of AB InBev. <laughs> uh, well, did, so, they, did they pay for the space? I don't know. I'm assuming there's some sort of uh, sponsorship or attachment to it because since he already sells uh, Bud Light. Yeah, I'm sure so, there's already a tie-in. Yeah. Uh, what was interesting was uh, the four that were uh, mentioned in the press release, mm-hmm. none of them were platform. Good. But you th- <laughs> no, I, I understand that they that should be. That should be a shoe in. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad they're not. Yeah, they'll, they'll get. The, they will get there. Eventually. They'll be there eventually. Yeah, yeah. They'll. But for now, they'll be selling Goose Island, Elysian, Golden Road, and uh, Breckenridge. Breckenridge is an ABM Bev. Yes, they are. Yeah, they I are. already answered my own question. Yes. <laughs> Uh, back to your little mention, though, about there better be kangaroos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will be expanding it, and in the spring, they'll be opening up a multi-tiered deck for the beer garden. Okay. And the deck will overlook Kangaroo Valley. Good. And so you'll be able to enjoy your hops while enjoying some hops. Because if they didn't do that, if they did something like put them in front of the giraffes, right. I would write a strongly <laughs> worded letter well, to the board of directors. Just don't call it hops. Call it something else. <laughs> right. But it's such a it's such an easy transition. Yeah. I'm glad they caught it because if yes. they didn't, mm. yeah. No, there's. I mean, there's even a little logo of a kangaroo and everything. So you're. Yeah. You'll All be right. able to see the kangaroos. Okay. From Good. while you're having your beers. I'll be placated on that front. Yeah. Good. So what is the bigger story? This is going to lead into. Well, the bigger story is you know I mentioned AB and Bev and. We talked about Platform mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago about their acquisition. Yes. And, uh, well, they are on the forefront of possibly making another acquisition. Really? So this, to pull back the curtain, break the fourth wall, we're reporting something that may or may not have happened. <laughs> Wait, okay. So I'll, I'll lead you through this. Don't, okay. Don't worry I, about you it. You know what? I'm going to strap in. I'm going to go for the ride. Yeah. So uh, I've found an article and it's a uh, full credit it goes to the motley fool on oh. fool.com yes and they are reporting about uh ab InBev has the chance and they're actually up against the deadline to purchase the craft brew alliance really yeah there's that obvious partnership between the craft brew alliance which features kona brands mm-hmm. and there has been this partnership where craft brew alliance has been using ab InBev facilities to both brew and distro. Yes. And obviously for Kona, that makes sense. Right. Because you can't do all that brewing there on the islands and then ship it all the way over here to the mainland. Yeah. What's going on is AB InBev already owns a third of the Craft Brewer Alliance. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, they entered an agreement that they had the option to make a purchasing offer. Okay. Uh, that purchasing offer would be at the price point of what the CBA was trained... Uh, what the CBA was trading at at the time, which is twenty four fifty per share. Yes. Okay. So if they buy them, it would be four hundred and seventy five million dollars. Yeah. That's that's, that's a, a that's a big check. That's a lot. Uh, they have until Friday twenty third to make the decision whether or not they're going to buy. Okay. So if you're listening on a Friday, as you should, <laughs> this either did or did not happen. Right. <laughs> so it's interesting that the motley fool is where you found this 
Uh, obviously, they're an investment website. You know, they are they're into the money side of things. But I didn't see that anywhere else. Right. Uh, neither did I. I haven't seen it reported, and it, I think people are just waiting to see which way it comes out. Mm. The, the the Motley Fool article was kind of three reasons why they're going to do it. Okay. Yeah, I personally, I'm not quite sure which way it's going to go. I'm not that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, a couple of things they brought up. Uh, one, they're obviously AB and Bev is back in the buying game. Yes. Uh, two, I don't think this was actually brought up on their site, but... Uh, the Craft Brewer Alliance isn't just Kona. They would pick up nine brands from one purchase. Any idea what the other ones are? Um, or at least a portion of them? I know a portion of them, and it's mostly ones that we would know. So like Omission, the okay. gluten-free brewery they would pick up. Yes. Red Hook they would pick up, and uh, Appalachian Mountain Brewing. I've never heard of them. Yeah, you have. I have? Yeah. They were beers that they weren't on the show but they were beers that Brian brought back from North Carolina. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I told yes, you yes. I told you about that beer on one episode because you wouldn't like it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, did you do a review of that on the uh, on the website? Yes, you can okay. find a review of that IPA on the website yes. obnationusa.com. Okay. <laughs> now I remember that. Yeah. Uh currently though, the CBA is trading at $14 a share. Ooh. So it's not the the company is not performing as well. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And there's obviously not uh, the incentive in the market to buy shares, yeah. thinking that it's going to get picked up by AB InBev. Hmm. Um, something else that kind of leans against AB InBev buying is they still have the uh, $100 billion debt hanging over their head from buying SAB Miller. Yes. And they did not have, or they, they weren't able to initiate their Asian IPO. Mm-hmm. So that they're in a lot of debt <laughs> and they might not be the best move to get into more debt spend another half billion right right platform was probably you know a little bit less than that yeah platform was less than that i'm not i, I still don't know if we know what the numbers were i haven't seen any numbers either yeah. i ha- i would guess under 20 million probably <laughs> i guess i guess that but uh yeah, so it's hard to say if, uh, if however, that they decide not to buy, then they still have to pay the CBA $20 million. Oh, really? Yeah. And then uh, the CBA continues to use their facilities in distro. Okay. And they can brew up to 300,000 barrels uh, for seven years. So if it does, if this this uh, buyout does not happen, the CBA will essentially still be in existence for the next seven years. Right. They, yeah, they'll still be in existence for the next seven. They'll they'll still get to use the AB InBev brew facilities. And they'll also get to take advantage of the international distro markets mm-hmm. that AB InBev opened up for them. So it's kind of, it's kind of similar, I think, to the Miller Pabst. Uh, kind of agreement that they have yes although i doubt that uh red hook is gonna go as rogue as paps did right <laughs> right well who knows right i mean if they don't buy them they can maybe they can do act- they damn well please yeah, they just do what they please uh the thing with that is i don't know what happens after seven years mm-hmm. well nobody does right so <laughs> i don't yeah <laughs> Uh, so maybe they stop being around. Maybe they lose the facilities. So. Right. Who, who Joe knows? Biden could try to sell us to Belgium. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows what happens? Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh is now part of Kazakhstan. <laughs> Peace mailing it apart. Thanks, Andrew Yang. <laughs> <laughs> Yang Yang. <laughs> um, still on that uh, Yang Yang train? 
No, I've never been on the Yang Gang train. Oh, you just like the name? Yeah, yeah, I just like saying it. And okay. I also like saying it instead of Yingling. <laughs> <laughs> never been on the Yang Gang train. He's got uh, some good ideas. Everybody's got good ideas. No, I wouldn't say that. Everybody's got <laughs> at least one good idea. I wouldn't say that. I would say that. Everybody's got at least one good idea. Adam says a lot of things. <laughs> this is true. I've been there for most of them. Uh, but yeah, so there's... um. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of the bigger story, and it may or may not have happened, but you can plan to wake up Friday morning and be mad. <laughs> or not. Or not. That's yeah. up to you. Yeah. There's a... I, I, I just don't... I, I personally don't see it happening. I don't see it, but I'm also not a player in that game, so to speak. No, you're so not. So they could yeah. see something that I don't, and you don't. The uh, the one thing I would say is like nine brands is a lot of brands to pick up, and that's a lot of fucking shelf space. Yes, considering we, especially here in Pennsylvania, we we get Kona, Omission, and Red Hook. Yes, the other brands I didn't mention, we don't really get. I, I, I've seen them and I've drank them. Right, so we get all of those brands, and that's a lot of shelf space that they would get. Mm-hmm. They would also obviously with Omission that adds a gluten free brand to them, so. I don't have to worry about that around here. No, we have Aurochs. We got Aurochs. We're good. <laughs> We're good. But uh, yeah, so that those might be the only two reasons, but a half billion dollars, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a lot of cheese. Yeah, that's a lot of cheese. <laughs> I got I got trouble spending 18 bucks on a four-pack. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of the big news story. Could be bigger. It, yeah. it could be. It could be nothing. Yeah, it could be nothing. But, you know, there you go. Sounds to me like we're going to have us a follow-up. Maybe. If we follow it up, it'll just be like, ha-ha, we were right, or ha-ha, we said something about it. Right. <laughs> and then we move right on. Yeah. And so speaking... turn, tune, tune in to episode 122 for... <laughs> something. It's nothing, yeah. <laughs> this beer, the jailbreak, the funk sway, I'm drinking it more, I'm drinking it more, and I like it more, and I like it more. This is a good beer. I'm enjoying this a whole heck of a lot. Well, I'm glad you're having a good time. I am having a good time. And I'll admit, I think now that it's warming up a little bit more, I like it a little bit more. Okay. I don't think it's as good as it can be. Dead nuts cold right out of the fridge. Yeah. I think if you warm it up a little bit, I think it gets a little bit better. Okay. Now, that's a good-ass beer. I can't say all those things. Then I I will say (laughs) it for you. Well, you already did. You already did. I will say... I do get lime flavor on it, mm-hmm. so it's not a lie. <laughs> if anybody who's listened to the show before, you understand that I get very cranky when people say there's flavors, and then those flavors don't exist. Right. Even through all the very strong sour flavors, I still get key lime flavor, so that's there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Perhaps the next one that we have uh, from the great state of Maryland will be a, little, a bit more to your palate, Steve. I can hope. So, let's find out. Cool. Back in segment two. (laughs) The 2019 Tales on the Trails Family Glow Walk. It'll be held Saturday, September 21st from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Brady's Run Park. Come on out, wear your glow-in-the-dark gear, your neon clothes, or any LED lights, and even dress up your pets to come and support the Beaver County Humane Society. There's going to be vendors, there's going to be food trucks, caricatures, and even neon face painting. You can also make your pledges online at beavercountyhumanesociety.org. There will be prizes for the top three fundraisers. Again, it's Saturday, September 21st, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. at Brady's Run Park. So come out with your family and your pets and have a wonderful night walking the trails.
Welcome back, Hop Nation. This is episode 121, and in case you didn't know, that's a palindrome. 121, it's a palindrome. You got it. <laughs> Forwards and backwards, it's the same number. Thanks, race car. <laughs> I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head. That's good for you. <laughs> a man, a plan, something or other, Panama. Nope. <laughs> something or other is not in there. <laughs> well, I say it is. It's- so... You would not do good on Countdown. That is correct. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't know. British TV. Oh. Check it out sometime. It's not Golden Ball, so I don't care. What is that? It's a British TV show. I don't know that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've reached an impasse. <laughs> Let's break this up with some beers. Of course you would know something called Golden Ball that nobody's that. never really heard of. and It's, it's a thing. Just like Dino Riders. What the fuck are you talking about sometimes? <laughs> Don't hate on Dino Riders. Don't you bring that into this house. Just make up stuff from your alternate dimension. <laughs> oh, oh, is that the truth? Yeah. Oh, all right. Watch Faulty Towers. <laughs> are you being served? Black Adder. Nah, I knew Black Adder was coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You watch all those. <laughs> no golden balls. Nobody knows what golden ball is. <laughs> All right, what beer are we drinking? Uh, the next beer comes to us from the Elder Pine Brewing and Blending Company, and it is called the Stargazer. It is a black IPA, clocking in at 6.0% on the alcohol by volume. Nothing on the IBUs. Okay. But I can tell you it was brewed with Chinook, Simcoe, Columbus, and Lemon Drop hops. Those are not hops that particularly go well with my taste buds uh no especially the chinook in simcoe that's some resinous shit my dude yeah yeah it is <laughs> so this might be something that is right in your wheelhouse steve could be and i might just uh work my way through it yeah well as you said off mic turnabout's fair play yes so <laughs> you might get yours this turn this turn yeah well looking at it it's definitely a black ipa yeah that's a sneaky beer i'll say it has some pretty good like head retention on it it does it looks like a classic stout a little bit it's not it's not completely like uh darkness through and through you can catch light gl- uh, you know mm-hmm. glim- glinting off of it maybe closer to a porter yeah but I, it, it has a tan head on it yeah it has a nice tan head on it oh shit <laughs> the nose however oh boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's a real hoppy nose on that mm-hmm. one yeah it is, it looks like a stout until you get it near your face. Yeah, it looks like a stout and then it smells like citrus. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what this thing is? It hey. smells like a bag of lemons. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain the lemon drop hop. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that can't be that t- that bad for you. No, it's not. Yeah. You know what? It, you know what? Okay. I'm waiting. <laughs> I had to take another sip to make sure I wasn't out of my gourd. Yeah. I don't mind it. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Okay. It kind of tastes like somebody took a a stout and they just kind of put some lemon juice in there. All right. That's that's what I got on my first sip. Down that I took a second sip and the the uh the hops are kind of sticking around in the mouth, not so much. Yeah. But on on the first sip, it was First sip was fine. <laughs> the first sip was fine. It tasted like somebody took a stout and just went with a lemon. Yeah. Which I don't mind that. Uh yeah, it's uh, for me, I got like a lot of roasty back end on it. There is the other thing, and I, and I was going to mention that. Yeah. It, it is a very roasty beer. Yeah. It, up front, though, it's pretty indistinguishable, I would say, almost. From? Uh, from just like maybe like a, a hopped lager. Okay. 
it's it, like up front it's pretty thin that's where like this style really differentiates itself from stouts and porters is a lot of time you'll find the mouthfeel not as thick mm-hmm. it's not thick <laughs> it is not uh with two c's i'm sure right definitely with two c's <laughs> But it, yeah, you get you get a good amount of hop up front. There's a lot of you know lemony flavors in it. I don't get a whole lot of uh, like piney notes though. No, which nor is, do I. Which is surprising because like they mentioned, they put a lot of Chinook and Simcoe in there, mm-hmm. and those are really piney resinous. But that's that's not really present. The the hop aftertaste does build though. Yes, yes, it does. It it insists upon itself. But I don't mind that. Are I you, like that. Are you <laughs> feeling better than the last beer? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes. This is my good mood food. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I like this a lot better than a Berliner Weiss, but that's, okay. that's just my palate. So. It is, it, we, have, we have taken care of everybody's sensibilities. Yes. All two of us. <laughs> All two of us this week. <laughs> if we had another host this week, somebody might be upset at both of them. Yes. Well, that's why we have the third beer. Which I have a hunch everybody's going to like. Hooray. Good, good. Yes. (laughs) So now that we are having a beer in front of us, what are we going to talk about? Well, I mean, as it's almost become par for the course when we do these state episodes, it's time to actually profile the state a little bit. Get to learn some history and uh, the goings on in the state of Maryland. Yes. The state of Maryland currently, uh, according to the Brewers Association website, houses 103 breweries. Oh, really? Either open or soon to open. Okay. I know there are numbers in works. Yes, because uh, actually the numbers that I had were, at least in 2018, were 94. Yeah, in 2018, but, there were 94. And, with opening soon or just right. opened, that right. number makes sense. Yeah. Also, sometimes the Brewers Association may not differentiate from uh, tap rooms all the time. Right. So, that yeah, it, it could be a little muddled. It's a little fuzzy. A little fuzzy. Uh, also, as of 2000, I believe it was 2018, they are 23rd in the union with the number of breweries that they have. Okay. And they're 22nd in uh, amount brewed. Top half. Yeah, top half. <laughs> Good for them. Yes. Right in the middle of the pack, not bothering nobody. <laughs> <laughs> they are the Arizona Cardinals of craft beer. There they go. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so let's dive all the way back, though, to the year 1703. Yes. And that's when the Benjamin Fordham Brewery first opened in and around the Annapolis area. And that was the first brewery in Maryland. Now the state capital. Yeah. And uh, they they had a pretty long history of brewing in that area. Obviously, George Washington was in and about there, mm-hmm. put, putting and about. <laughs> <laughs> Doing his thing. Yeah. And we know he was a brewer. Mm-hmm. So, there, yeah, there's a lot of history that goes back to colonial times. And uh, jumping to a little bit forward, about 100 years to the uh, 1800s, that's when you get your influx of your German and yeah yes yes the germans come over <laughs> the germans <laughs> yes go into the hills <laughs> the germans they go into the hills <laughs> and they brew the lagers yes uh we already talked about the one brewery that was pretty big and serviced the area um uh, we talked about it on our dc episode oh yes. But obviously because dc touches maryland <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that w- yeah. portion of it was a part of maryland at one point right uh but we're talking about the christian hurick brewery Yes. Uh, that opened up in 1872, and that was, like, right across the Potomac. 
Mm-hmm. And it eventually did close in 1956 to make way for the Teddy Roosevelt Bridge. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, but that was the brewery that uh, Christian Hurek started. And remember, he was he lived to like 102 and died in 1945. Yeah, he just kept going. Right, he kept going. He lived all the way through Prohibition <laughs> and was so mad that after Prohibition ended, he reopened his brewery. <laughs> I love it that a man would reopen a brewery simply out of spite. Yes, he did. <laughs> and he did. He's like, it's going to be an uh, Sure, it'll be an ice house now, but once we're back... <laughs> And it, I guarantee you, it didn't take six weeks to get beer up and running again after right. Prohibition. It was like 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, it's got to go in the bottles now. Yep. So uh, it, that that was kind of the, one of the bigger breweries that serviced the area. But obviously, we would be remiss to not mention one that opened up a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the National Bohemian yes. Company. Oh, uh, boy. What a beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you just throw all that stuff in that you want. <laughs> I know you're... I know you're Everybody has their fandom for, like, uh, shitty beer styles. Everybody's got that one. Yeah, everybody's got that one. Natty Bo is yours. <laughs> I may or may not. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, just, yeah, just Natty Bo's yours. I like old style, and I like you know, occasionally a Paps. So. I'll go old German as well. Yeah. <laughs> old German, the world knows no finer. Yeah, we're not talking old German. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the National Bohemian Brewing Company, they opened in 1885. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they're in about that same area. And they, the brewery itself closed in 1978. Yeah, there, there's there's a lot of weird uh, transitional history in there. Mm-hmm. They were bought by a lot of companies, and they basically came packaged. They've been a lot. passed around a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, they just come in packages as they're sold <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, they, wound, they wound up eventually coming and settling down they were bought by the paps brewing company though mm-hmm. so then you obviously paps they brew pbr and they brew old style and they brew netty bow and they brew <laughs> yes those brands yeah everybody's uh, got one right netty bow though they in 1944 they were actually the first brewery to introduce those puzzle caps oh that, really yeah like, like what lion's head has mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not know yeah. that. And they actually kind of gained popularity, you know, through the war, toward, you know, as we're at the end of the war. Mm-hmm. They gained popularity, though, is something to do. <laughs> so, look, I'll drink a beer and I do my puzzles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Life is good. Yeah. But, yeah, very similar to the lion's head cap. They're the, you know, the image rebus. Where you see a thing and another thing. You see a screw and a ball and then you go, ah, oh, screw The screwball. Yes. I got it. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, on, it's, on, it's on a flag of a dog in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> ah, I got it. There you go. <laughs> It's actually on D- Daffy Duck's ass. When, uh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, because yeah. the artist drew Daffy Duck. Yeah, yeah. That's an old. That's an old reference for Listen. our for <laughs> our older listeners. Yes, thirty five plus. Yeah, which is pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. Another interesting fact about Natty Bo, though, was in nineteen forty six, Jared Hofberger took over as president. Okay. And in nineteen fifty four, he bought a uh, a small portion of the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. And in 1965, that turned into the controlling portion of the Baltimore Orioles. Really? <laughs> yes. Uh, so you can probably guess what the beer was served <laughs> at Memorial Stadium. Yes. <laughs> it was Natty Bow. Cal Ripken's ripping Natty Bows. Yeah. And uh, in, 19, in, in the 1960s, Natty Bow was actually declared the official beer of Baltimore. And funny you mentioned that because over 90% of the Natty Bow sold is sold in baltimore okay 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. Completely believable. Yeah. That just, I imagine like the 90% of old style is sold in Chicago. <laughs> and 90% of IC Light is sold in Pittsburgh. Yeah. 90% of Lone Star is sold in Texas. Right. <laughs> it just makes sense. It, 90% of old Milwaukee is thrown in the garbage. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So there is a interesting connection between Maryland and Pennsylvania. Yes, that would be the state line. Ah, that's not interesting. That's just a line. I mean, it is the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> all right, that's a more famous line, but yes. all right. Uh, no, what I was actually talking about, though, is a lot of people like to uh, associate Mr. Bo, the mascot for National mm-hmm. Bohemian, they like to associate him as the husband or fiancé for the Utz girl. Really? Yes. Oh. This is a very Baltimore thing that I've learned. I didn't know that. Yeah. This is a very Baltimore thing that I've learned. Uh, Uts, for the people who don't know, I think, I mean, that pretty well-known Eastern Seaboard. Yeah. But for our Texas and California listeners, the uh, Uts is a chip company, and they famously brew... Nope. <laughs> nope. Try that one again. They famously make crab chips. Yes. Which is basically just Old Bay seasoning on chips, mm-hmm. and people in Baltimore obviously have their dicks hard for crabs. yes they do yes but people in baltimore they love crabs they do they do and so they love the crab chip but they also love natty Mm bow and they love pairing the two together and they got the one-eyed guy right and the lady on the chips yeah so they went yeah they're gonna ship them they started pairing them together wow yeah it's like I, i don't know how long this has been going on for i imagine a while but it's like like very early fanfic. <laughs> yeah, there has to be just a just a drunken discussion at an old pub somewhere. Right, like got out of control. Eagle, I stank day. <laughs> nope, I don't know what their accent is, but I know that isn't it. No, it's Mid Atlantic. Is it? Yeah. Uh, you ever watch that? You ever watch The Wire? I have. Omar's coming. Yeah. Well, there's that one police lieutenant, and he's got that real hard staccato accent. Oh, there's just a jag off. <laughs> Oh, he, no, he's probably a bit of a jag, too. Uh, all right. I think he's like the only guy from the Baltimore area that they <laughs> hired to do Baltimore acting. things. Yeah, Baltimore things. Everybody else didn't have a Baltimore accent on the wire. <laughs> okay, then. Well, there's just this one police lieutenant with a mustache. Yeah, I just assumed that Baltimore was this generic mid-Atlantic accent. Yeah, it's generic mid-Atlantic. Huh. Yeah, and they're just like, they sit around at their pub, and they're just like, hey, you guys think uh, Mr. Bo ever gives it to the Utz girl? <laughs> Gives it to the Uts girl. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, there you go. I had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I, I, I didn't How either. How did you find that out? No, I was just reading, just reading about National Bohemian, and then it just came up. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, we know Uts, because Uts, back to the Pennsylvania you know, uh, connection, mm-hmm. Uts is made in Pennsylvania. Yes. But... It was first, you know, kind of introduced into Baltimore as like their big market. Now and, it's everywhere. And speaking of introduced, uh, and we're talking about Natty Bow, mm-hmm. did you know that Natty Bow had a, their hand in another famous brand back in 1963? A no. Colt 45. Oh. Yeah. Neat. Spring of 63, they brought out Colt 45. They need to bring a, a malt beverage to the market. Okay. They. I, I'm not going to say it's a good one because all malt beverage is bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I had no idea that Natty Bow and Colt 45 had that direct connection. Right on. Cool. There you go. Yeah. That, obviously, that brand was packaged with Natty Bow as it was sold to Stroh's. As Stroh's yes. was sold to. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so because of that packaging and all that selling off and everything mm-hmm. and the occasional in and out of <laughs> Natty Bo, uh, they they were the oldest brewery until 1996. Because they were no longer brewed in state in 1996, correct? Right. So it's like, I think it was like 1978, the original brewery closed, mm-hmm. but they were still brewed at another facility. And then 1996, that facility was closed. <laughs> Which means that the current oldest brewery in the state is the Oliver Brewing Company. I've never heard of them. That's fine. They're very local. <laughs> they are. Uh, they opened in 1993, and they have about five tap rooms in and around the Baltimore area. Really? Yeah. Oh. So they they seem to be pretty big within the Baltimore area, um, but they're not necessarily reaching out farther past that. Mm-hmm. They're they're comfortable in their Baltimore zone. Mm-hmm. That's all the further they're going. Yeah, I think I they have, I think that. they have very limited distro to like New York mm-hmm. and Eastern PA. So I ninety five. Very limited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they uh, they are uh, not one of those old brew pubs though that kind of just started in the '90s and never changed and mm-hmm. had the same five styles. They have kept up with the times. Good. They offer fruited sours. They offer dippas. They have like a collaboration series with metal bands. So they're so, not they're not getting passed up. They're staying with the times. Right. Good. So good. 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 Yeah. Good for them. They continue on. Another, uh, I would say old it's an old institution but not necessarily old for maryland is uh flying dog uh yes and i i know for a fact that we've had them on the show multiple times Yeah, we've definitely drank flying dog before yeah. <laughs> on the show and off right uh the flying dog obviously they were founded in 1990 in colorado it wasn't until 2006 they opened their frederick maryland uh brew house i honestly had no idea that they were originally based out of colorado mm-hmm. I, I always assumed they were a maryland brewery We've totally talked about that before. That doesn't mean I remember it. I know. (laughs) We've totally talked about that before because the connection is uh, Hunter S. Thompson lived in the area, Mm -hmm. and Hunter S. Thompson's artist was Ralph Steadman. And that's where a lot of their beer labels come in. Right, and Ralph Steadman now does their labels. Mm -hmm. I I knew that, but for some reason I never remembered that connection between Colorado and Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is Maryland now the only place that they brew Flying Dog, or do they still do it out in Colorado as well? No. In 2007, they closed their Denver brewery. Okay, so they are a Maryland-exclusive brewery now. Right. Okay. They have uh, they have the brewing capacity for 100,000 barrels. And we will get into that in a moment. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't call them exclusive to Maryland, but no, as, a brewing, as a brewing operation. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also, you know, have come over under fire uh, of recent i would say as twitter has taken a taken arms up against them for their uh, line of beers that have feature bitch in the label yeah but they've always had maintained the idea of free speech mm-hmm. because they've fought that fight before when they released the uh, uh no shit good beer mm-hmm. in label yeah and they fought that against the government and of course honest- they're going to fight against people on twitter the name of the brewery is flying dog right and having a raging bitch IPA, come on. I mean, it makes it, sense. It makes sense. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, they are releasing their salty bitch, which is not a dog. Oh, okay. It's just all right. It's just a person, and love them or hate them, mm-hmm. they're they're the largest brewery in Maryland. Yes. And, so there uh, you go. <laughs> uh, to tag on to that, I'm going to talk a little bit about the the now times. Uh, Steve gave you a little bit of information on the past. Going to give you a little bit on what we have going on now. Uh, the uh, Brewers Association of Maryland, uh, that is kind of the overriding 
conglomerate of, of breweries in Maryland. They were actually started in 1996. They usually have two events in the great state of Maryland, one in the spring, one in the fall. Uh, in spring, they have the Maryland Craft Beer Fest that is in beautiful Frederick, Maryland. And in the fall, they have the Baltimore Craft Beer Festival. I'll give you three guesses as to where they have that. The first two don't count. Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, <laughs> you got two more. The wire is cool. You got one more. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you failed that one. Fuck you, McNulty. <laughs> it's Baltimore. Okay. Okay, there you go. Uh, Steve had mentioned earlier uh, the number of breweries. In 2018, it was estimated that there were 94. Now they're well over 100 now that we are in 2019 and climbing. As I think every state's brewery count is climbing. Yeah, that's the way craft beer yeah, is. I, I don't think any. I don't think there's any state that's like closing down and right. re, re, reverting to prohibition yeah. and temperance. I don't think that's going to happen right now. So in 2018, uh, I wanted to give you a list of the top five breweries in terms of capacity. Okay. In the state of Maryland, uh, Steve already gave you number one. Flying Dog. Flying Dog. Flying Dog in 2018 provided 105,000 barrels. Oof. Yes. And their number one beer was The Raging Bitch. Yeah. 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 So that that was an easy one. Uh, Number two was Clipper City. Oh, okay. They provided 43,796 barrels. Their number one beer, the Loose Cannon IPA. Hmm. By the way, Clipper City is also Heavy Seas. Ah. Yes. Yeah. That's why you're not going to see heavy seas on the list. Right. Because they're in Clipper City. Okay. They're already included. Uh, number three is Delmar Brewing. That comes in with 21,000 barrels. And their uh, their number one beer was the Lot 3 IPA. I'm sure you're seeing a bit of a trend here. Yeah. Hops. 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 Number four. Number four is a familiar one, um, but not necessarily expected. Number four, Guinness. Okay. Guinness Open Gate. I uh, remember, I know we've talked about this in the past, that Guinness opened up a brewery in the Maryland area, mm-hmm. uh, closer to Baltimore. I believe that is the first stateside Guinness brewery. In about 60 years, yes. Yes. Yeah. In, in recent memory. Right, yeah. No, it's the first one in 60 years. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, They came in with 17,886 barrels, but it is estimated that next year... It's going to be higher next year being this year, being 2019, right. because it opened in 2018, so right. they didn't run for an entire year. So they only came in fourth place. Uh, their number one beer, of course, is the Guinness Gold Nail. Right, because it's important to mention that uh, the Guinness regular stout is not brewed there. Yes. It's only brewed in Dublin. Where it should be. So there you go. Yes. <laughs> and number five is, I believe it's RAR or RAR Brewing. I think it's RAR. Okay. RAR Brewing. Uh, 12,000 barrels. Uh, their number one beer was the Natty Coke Nectar. Huh. It's an IPA. That's fine. One beer or one brewery that you'll, I'm sure you'll notice is missing from the list. Yeah, where are my boys Ducla? Exactly. So in 2000, Ducla boys? <laughs> in 2017, at? they were number two on the list. Oh. Uh, 2018, they, they don't want to be included. Okay. The, this list comes from Biz Journal and uh, bizjournal.com. Yeah. They decline to be included. Oh. I don't know why. Because they don't want AB InBev hunting. <laughs> maybe. Maybe <laughs> they're kind of hiding their numbers. They don't, you know, they want to stay low with the high I, grass. I imagine so because they have a pretty strong distro. I know because they make good beer. Yeah. Because they, they're in PA, obviously. Mm-hmm. Maryland, obviously. Yes. Uh, I find a whole shitload of their stuff in Ohio. Mm-hmm. 
So they, uh, and I imagine, I imagine they're in New York. That makes I, sense. I, it, I, it's been a while. I think I've seen them in New York. But yeah, they have pretty strong distro, so they might have just wanted to stay off the radar and didn't want fucking people hunting. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. We're just going to be over here doing our own thing. <laughs> Don't mind beers, us. Make a little bit of money. Yeah. Making some good beers. Don't mind us. Here's something called Unicorn Farts. That has, <laughs> it's a sour with glitter. <laughs> Only pay attention to that. That's pay right. attention to nothing else. <laughs> so I imagine that 2019 will be a bit of a shakeup simply because... Uh, Guinness is going to be at full tilt for an entire year. And depending on what Duclaw does, whether they want to be included in 2019. Uh, and who knows? There might be another option coming out of nowhere that I don't know about. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Let's find out. I would be interested to see what happens with Guinness, not this year, 2019, but next year, 2020. How so? Well, I want to give them a year to go full tilt with see how much they can produce mm-hmm. but like we still haven't seen a whole lot of those uh specialty ales and stuff come out true yeah we like we get occasionally we get the blonde lager and we get uh we've got the ipa you know so we get we get occasional stuff from them i just want to mm-hmm. see if we'll ever get like a whole lot more from them so we'll have to keep track of that i'm curious what 2019 and 2020 is going to come yeah for the old line state the old lines yes well, there you go that's kind of your your history and your current goings on uh, the one thing i did want to mention is uh they they recently changed laws maryland has a lot of silly laws kind of <laughs> like we do uh they recently changed laws with the brewery modernization act modernization act modernization act okay. that was in uh, that was enacted by the governor and they had a very strange set of laws that said that uh, you couldn't sell more than 500 barrels in your brewery what yeah <laughs> that's so, stupid right so that is, remember how we talked about that texas law you couldn't mm-hmm. sell cans this is the same end result <laughs> because basically you couldn't sell more than 500 barrels of beer you're n- probably not going to do that just off your taps right yeah so it was that way for a while and then 2017 it increased to uh 3,000 500 to 3,000 is quite the jump. Yeah, that's quite the jump. So I guess that opened it up for people to, uh, you know, sell bottles and cans out mm-hmm. of their tap rooms. Uh, and then just in April of this year, they increased it to 5,000. Good. So, yeah, you can sell more, you know, bottles and cans directly from the brewery mm-hmm. without having to worry about going over that. Buy it directly from the people that are actually making it. Yeah. What a concept. Right. <laughs> fucking amazing yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it took us 200 plus years to get there yeah <laughs> they're, they're also beholden the silly rules just like every other state yeah <laughs> yeah the pennsylvania is not the only ones dealing with that right but yeah there you go there's maryland mm-hmm. so let's go back to our maryland beer that we're drinking yes we have the stargazer by the elder pine brewing and blending company it's a black ipa what do you think adam i get it and you know what? It's not as offensive as I thought it was going to be when we were talking about this before this segment started. Yeah. Where you were you were talking about the, the type of hops that were going to be in there and things like that. I was not looking forward to it. <laughs> not so bad. Not so bad. Yeah, the thing to remember about black IPAs is they're usually already working with a lot of roasty mm-hmm. flavors to, you know, so you hit those SRMs and like that's going to be a lot of roasted malt to get you there. 
you can't go overboard with the hops. No. Because it's going to be quickly undrinkable for most people. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I mean, even as it is right now, you don't see a lot of black IPAs out there. Mm-mm. I can think of, and I don't even know if they keep, they're still doing it, but Grist House had a really good one that I liked. Mm-hmm. And Cobble House has a good one that I like. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can think of off the top of my head <laughs> in our area. I say, you willing to put this one on that list? I mean, I'll put it's uh, yeah, it's on there. Yeah, <laughs> because there's I can only think of two. <laughs> oh, I I just thought of another. Okay. Uh, but it's not from a brewery around here. It's from the Flying Monkeys. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I think it's called the Necronomicon uh, or whatever. Good Canadian boys. Yeah. Uh, but this Stargazer, I would say, is better than that. Oh, right on. So, yeah, this one is for somebody who is not an IPA drinker. This is not an offensive beer, mm-hmm. and that is honestly saying a lot, because like you had mentioned, the roastiness can take a front seat if you look for it, if that's what you kind of concentrate on. Yeah, I, I can dig it. I, uh, yeah, I would say black IPAs in general are not like, uh, that's not starter beer for anybody. It is not. <laughs> no, you kind of have to know what you're getting into. Yeah. You don't want to hand, you know, hand that off to some, you know, wet behind the ears beer drinker. No. Because they're they're not gonna they're not gonna get it. No, they're not gonna get it. And like you, you this is really good though. If like paired with some dark red meat, mm. yeah, this would be good with some really well seasoned meat. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much good with fish. No, this is just gonna black. This is gonna <laughs> blot all that out. Right, it's just gonna turn into sustenance. Yeah, it's gonna blot all that out. Might go pretty well with some ribs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, might be. Might be again. Right. You gotta watch how delicate your meat is. But. You still haven't had your sandwich yet, have you? Nope. Okay. Still thinking about food. <laughs> <laughs> so then let's take a quick break. Let's get uh, another advert in there. Let's yes. come back. Segment three. We yes. got one more Maryland beer. Yeah. Oh, and then we're gonna talk some more beer. So we'll be right back, Hob Nation. First Sip Brew Box is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Welcome back, Hop Nation. We are touring the great state of Maryland. And it is time for stop number three. Hooray. Yes. And we are going to be stopping on the farm. The farm. The farm. We are stopping at the Brookville Beer Farm. Cool. Out of Brookville, Maryland. Oh, all right. Yeah, it makes sense now. Uh, I'm already. Oh, yeah. I'm right there. I got it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I followed. Did you? Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not going to Bonnaroo. No. We're not on that farm. No, different farm. We're not on the funny farm. We're not on the... I don't know what other farms there are. Cool. <laughs> so we're done with that. Corn farm, wheat farm, barley farm. I, I think that's about it. Dairy farm. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to be trying the Lost Barrels from the Brookville Beer Farm. It is a bourbon barrel aged stout, 8% ABV... 32 IBUs, and the description is, it is smooth and rich, which accompanying hints of oak, followed by toasted coconut on the finish. Interesting. Yes. I'm actually looking forward to this beer. Yeah. These, this is what I try to crush as much as I possibly can. This is the kind of beer I think that's going to bring everybody together. 
Right. We've been in disagreement on the first two beers. This is where everybody comes together. We can agree on booze and coconut. Yes. <laughs> Not yes. everybody can agree on coconut, though, either. So True. We can. we can. I, I like coconut. You like coconut. Yeah. yeah. So let's get us some coconut in our stupid faces. Okay. Go for it. So after the pour, guess what? It's a stout. Yeah, it's a stout. <laughs> it's, there's no <laughs> mystery there. Yeah, no mystery there. Uh, unlike the uh, the Stargazer we had in the last segment, mm-hmm. no light makes it through this one. No. Your yeah. best bet would be trying to get through the tan head. Right. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the nose. Guess what? That's a hell of a nose. I guess the booze. It's got the booze. It's got a lot of booze on the nose. Yeah. This is a, a hearty beer. I don't uh, get any much else off of it. I'm getting a little bit of the roasted coconut. It, like, there's a sweetness to it, but it, I don't know. For me, it's just kind of indistinguishable. Just kind of a blend with the booze. Yeah. it's just. But even the booze nose on it isn't that harsh either. Mm-mm. We've had a lot hotter beers with a lot harsher. <laughs> Correct. But we don't know until we try it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it just smells like booze and sweet. <laughs> yes. Which ultimately, that's probably a good combination for us. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yes. Let's we'll find out. <laughs> Interesting. So I get some of the coconut. Mm-hmm. I also get a bit of a hot burn on the back. Yes. Yeah. But I will say this. I was expecting more of a burn. I, yeah, in comparison to the nose. Mm-hmm. I w- what I was expecting was it's going to come in kind of late with a, a late hop of the burn. And especially when I took the first sip, I felt it coming on. But then the burn just kind of fell away. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's still there and it is, but it it is not as obnoxious as I thought it could be. Right. To me, the nose kind of said, "Hey, this is gonna be a Bernie boy." Right. Ugh. Can't believe I said that. Ha. <laughs> it's funny that way. <laughs> Yang gang. <laughs> Go us. Re, re, reappropriate political <laughs> for buzz our, terms for yeah. our yeah for our stupid show, <laughs> our stupid beer show. It's not a stupid show. It's yeah. a fantastic show. <laughs> Barely stouts have or can be Bernie boys. <laughs> Yingling is Yang Gang. <laughs> oh well, okay. I know what we're doing in 2020. No, <laughs> we're, we're gonna get political. No. Okay, that's fine. Too. Nope. <laughs> Still not getting political. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of that, why don't we enjoy this beer and talk about terrible things we're gonna put in our body? It's state fair season. It is. And state fair season means that there's a lot of shitty food that comes with the state fair nowadays. Oh, yes. It's like it's like a gimmick (laughs) at this point. It's what brings the people in. Yeah. But if you're listening to this on a Friday, as you should, then the Maryland State Fair has already been happening for a day. Mm -hmm. It opened up on the 22nd. Uh, Including the Maryland State Fair, though, is a lot of other state fairs. The Minnesota one, the New York one, the Nebraska one, Alaskan one. You've got Colorado in there as well. Yeah, they're all open for business, and they all have shitty, crazy, deep-fried food. Yeah. <laughs> so we did this last year with uh, specifically the Minnesota State Fair. Which is, I believe, the largest state fair in these United States. Could be. I think it is. Okay. No, no I'll go with you. Uh, they are pretty proud of the crazy food that they bring out. Mm-hmm. And so what we did last year was we just kind of looked at their crazy foods and then decided, how could we turn these into beers? Well, this year we're looking at all the state fairs that are open about this time. Yes. And we're seeing what we can do. <laughs> Full disclosure, we are not going to include the Iowa Butter Cow. 
because I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> Every year they make a butter cow. Okay. I don't want to do deal with that this year. That's fine. That's, there's been too much pandering there <laughs> by all the politicians that they know aren't going to be elected. So we're not going down that avenue. Gang gang. <laughs> gang gang in the butter cow. High five. Do that. That album would be straight fire. <laughs> Just so you know. Yang Gang and the Butter Cow? Yeah. It's a good album. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we were just we just kind of took some of the crazy foods and we were going to tell you how they could be made in the beers. Or, mm. you know, things that could be made in the beers. Yes. So, I, I figured we could actually just start in the state we've been talking about. We've been talking about Maryland all, all night. So, mm-hmm. let's go to Maryland. I couldn't find a whole lot that really, really stuck out to me. Okay. They they have uh, a red velvet funnel cake. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds pretty good. We already saw that in action, though, at Fresh Fest. Yes. There was the red velvet Hennessy Which, beer by from the way, Trub. was freaking delicious. Ooh, boy. Yes. <laughs> so that's already been done. Yeah. <laughs> old news. <laughs> yeah, old news. Uh, there's another thing called the poor man's crab cake, and it's neither crab nor a cake. What is it? <laughs> it's corn on the cob with old bay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, that is poor yeah. man crab cake. Yeah. Uh, what I thought we could do with that, though, like, that could be a beer, mm-hmm. but that's sort of been done, uh, because Hitchhiker released their hard corn, Yes, which was a pale ale made with corn and cornbread, mm-hmm. so you might as well just throw some Old Bay in there. Right. There you go. And I believe... That's the poorer man's. <laughs> and I and I believe Flying Dog already did something with Old Bay, with the uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Dead Rise. A, oh, yeah, there's the Dead Rise, and then... I believe uh, Natty Bo even put out a... Doesn't surprise me. Right. That's how he lost his eye. Natty Bo slash <laughs> Pabst. Yeah. Right. They, they old style slash. Right. They, some 15 bucks a case. Yeah, they, they, they put out something with uh, Old Bay in it. So, yeah, it's not uncommon. Uh, doesn't count, but Abita also uh, put out a spice beer the same way. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's all, it's all crab and crawfish boil stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, dump it out on newspaper. That's the bottom line. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of hard to find anything that really stuck out except for the pork sundae. A pork sundae? Yes, the pork sundae is pulled pork on top of potatoes topped with coleslaw and a cherry tomato. That sounds That sounds like somebody at the KFC offices trying to, you know, propose something. It didn't quite make the cut. Right. And they said, to hell with you. I'm doing it on my own. It didn't make the cut because they proposed pork, not chicken. Right, exactly. <laughs> they, they missed the key ingredient. Yeah, we do chicken here. Take it outside. <laughs> and then they did. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a pulled pork. Um, I think you can maybe do something sort of similar, maybe. You might have to go in the realm of, like, the, apropos for this episode, the Duclaw. Q, yeah, right. You'd have to get into the, the spice rubs. Yeah. Get into the spice rubs, and then maybe for the coleslaw, like it could be like a vegetable goza. Yeah. For the coleslaw, and maybe maybe some tomato. I, I, I'm not going to endorse any sort of tomato beer. Of course you're not. You don't like tomatoes at all. I do not. No, I'm unless just, it's in ketchup form yeah. or being thrown out my car window as I'm eating the rest of the burger. Yeah. And I throw them on the windshield of a Subaru, and it's funny. <laughs> like a discus. So there's that. <laughs> um, and then you use potatoes for starch. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's easy peasy. Yeah, you get a little alcohol out of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's your pork There's your pork sundae from the Maryland yeah. <laughs> State Fair. No pleasure, only potato. <laughs> 
from Maryland, we're going to go a little bit west. Actually, a lot of it west to the great state of Colorado, where Pueblo, Colorado is going to be hosting the Colorado State Fair happening right now. If you're listening on a Friday, as you should. As you should. I also had a little bit of trouble finding some some fairs that they had out there. Uh, two things that they are known for, which we can make a beer for, but it's going to be real easy. It's called Foam Fest. Yeah. It's the craft beer fest. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> we could just make a beer for that, or we can make beer out of beer. Mm-hmm. Beerception. We're not going to go down that route. Okay. But the other thing that they are known for is their Green Chili Championship. Huh. Now, this is chili, as in legitimate chili. Okay. They, not they, chili the pepper. Correct. Two but, eyes. But chili the uh, the big pot. Yeah. Bowl-based. Right. The, yeah. The, yeah. But it's made with green chilies. Yeah. We got to make a beer made with the green chilies and a green chili, which goes back to, again, like we had talked about with the Duclaw Q, there's going to be that, those spices there, those kind of meat-based spices, mm-hmm. and then we're going to have to add in our green chilies itself. You get your white pepper, you get yes. your black pepper. Yes. I think that would be a good a good beer to use with a porter. Yeah, probably. I think that'd be the way to go is use a, a porter base and then add those adjuncts in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that seems pretty standard. I mean, there's a lot of beers like that. Mm-hmm. I almost would kind of steer away from the porter, though. How so? Well, Green Flash made a pepper beer with green serranos. Okay. And it didn't work. Re- well, that might because, just be Green Flash. Well, it might have just been Green Flash, but the, the greener the peppers are, it, it doesn't tend to work with the darker beers because it becomes it, it's a little f- too fresh and too vegetal. so it doesn't yeah it doesn't quite pair the way i like it but there was one other item that had been in colorado state fair past i don't believe it's going to be at the state fair this year but it had to be mentioned anyways Mm -hmm. it is the maggot melt Ugh. Ugh. yeah Yeah. (laughs) guess what's in it It, maggots cheese (laughs) well there's maggots and and maggots yeah yes it was something that was in 2011, 2012, they brought it out. Ugh. I don't want to go down that route, but it was so no. disgusting, I had to at least bring it up. Right. That's Yeah, that's fine. You can bring it up. Yeah. So <laughs> let's not do that. If they, I am pretty open to, you know, the lines that can be crossed within craft beer. Yeah. Let's not put bugs in our craft beer. Agreed. Yeah. I'm, the only reason bugs should be in your beer is if you're sitting out in the beer garden having yourself a good yeah. time, but one happens to fly into your glass. Right. It's the only acceptable reason. <laughs> only acceptable reason. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. No. <laughs> so from 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 uh, Colorado, let's go okay. to Minnesota. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, That's like northeast. Northeast. Yeah. I'll back you up on that. My geography. That <laughs> my geography. Shit as balls. <laughs> Shit as balls. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yes, let's go northeast to the Minnesota State Fair. As we've talked about, there are great things that happen there. Uh, not so much want to make beers out of these things, but a couple things. You can find their full menu of their new offerings, mm-hmm. of the things they want to showcase. It's a big menu, too. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota is known for their ridiculous yes. food items. Right. Well, here's here's two that are new. That caught my eye that I thought you would enjoy as well. Or maybe not. Doesn't matter. I'm going to talk about them. Uh, <laughs> cheesy sriracha funnel cake. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's just batter and hot sauce mixed together, <laughs> fried, and then cheese thrown on top. Yeah, I'd eat that. Right. And then the deep fried dilly dog. What is a deep fried dilly dog? 
the deep fried dilly dog is a pickle stuffed with bratwurst. <laughs> <laughs> and then again, deep fried as of the course. name yes, it has implies. To be deep fried. Yeah. I didn't want to really want to make beers out of those because the deep fry part is hard enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that's going to translate to beer. That's kind of tough. Yeah. Uh, so, and cheese isn't great in that. There's a lot of debate about pickles. Not necessarily going to throw bratwurst in anything. No. I just wanted to bring those up because they sounded good. Yeah. What I did want to try to make some beer out of, though, is uh, one is Sarah's Tipsy Pies. Oh, okay. So it's, it's going from booze and then back. <laughs> So the, there's a uh, business out in the area called Sarah's Tipsy Pies, and she makes pies and involves alcohol in every recipe. Okay. She's worked with uh, breweries like Fulton. Who makes good stuff. We've yeah. had them on the show before. Right. To, uh, she made a, uh, a beer fest pie, which was lager, bratwurst, and uh, uh, sauerkraut. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay, yes. yeah. Uh, what she's featuring at the Minnesota State Fair, though, is... The Dubliner Irish Whiskey Tipsy Pecan Tart. Ooh. So it's a little pecan pie. Yeah. And it's made with Irish whiskey. That sounds good. So you could easily turn that into a beer. Yeah. You just make a pecan stout or brown ale or Mm -hmm. whatever and then age it in Irish whiskey barrels. Yeah, that's easy peasy. (laughs) That's an easy peasy one. (laughs) Damn it. That's good. Yeah. Let's just do that. Right. Let's just do that. Yeah. (laughs) It's easy. Uh, the other one that caught my eye that I thought could turn into a beer pretty easy was the uh, Bridgman's Ice Cream Peaches and Cream Nachos. Hmm? Yes. Peaches and Cream Nachos? Yes. It's Peaches and Cream Ice Cream served on top of cinnamon uh, cinnamon crusted nachos. Ooh. Yeah. Kinda, okay. Kind of like, you know, you get the fried ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like that kind of, but in a chip form. So what I'm hearing is, for the poor man's version, you go to Taco Bell... Get their cinnamon twists, and then you go to Walmart, get a peaches and cream. Yeah, and you just dip your cinnamon twist in there. Yeah, you can do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Or oh, you go to Brewsters and get a peaches uh, uh, milkshake. Yeah, and do that too. And then you just put the cinnamon twist in there. You give them an extra dollar. You're like, hey, can you throw this in the machine? Right. <laughs> uh, instead of nacho cheese, though, they use honey. So okay, it's honey. Good. Yeah, yeah, it's honey, peaches, and cream. <laughs> yeah, because if they were stupid enough to put nacho cheese on there, <laughs> I would be highly upset. Ah, eh, fucking do it anyway. <laughs> You can. This is America. It's America. Do you please? <laughs> but yeah, that's a uh, you know those are two that I saw at the Minnesota State Fair that could easily translate into beer. Mm-hmm. With Minnesota under our belts, it's time to go to the Empire State, the beautiful state of New York, specifically Syracuse, which is going to once again host the New York State Fair, which is happening right now. Yes, because you're listening on a Friday as you should. Mm-hmm. They have a whole smattering of offerings that is interesting but okay. only two i think can be turned into beer okay or beer-like substances but i still kind of <laughs> i kind of want to talk about them anyways can be or should be should be that's yeah. a very good <laughs> distinction i appreciate that uh, they have things such as bacon wrapped hot dogs that yeah. are topped with mac and cheese oh yeah yes they have a poutine and chicken and waffle pizza Ooh, poutine with chicken and waffles that's... on a pizza that's a lot, but yeah. <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. Uh, they have a deep-fried bacon-wrapped mac and cheese stuffed sudden death burger. I'll get into that one a little bit in a second. <laughs> and, it, you know, what? I'm just going to get into it right now because it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what it is is it is two burgers stuffed with mac and cheese. Okay. Pork belly. Yeah. And cheddar cheese. 
Okay. Then it is wrapped in bacon, and then it is deep fried. Uh, okay. <laughs> it is estimated that it comes in at about three pounds. Yeah. For one burger. Nice. <laughs> yes. So I have to ask, um, you know, being that this is a fair and anybody who's been to a fair, there's always a lot of caricatures and things like that just painted on the side of buildings. <laughs> They're yeah. very uh, off brand. Did somebody just paint? hand paint Ivan Drago into the side of their <laughs> truck and it just says if he dies he dies <laughs> if they didn't they should absolutely they should like you can never sue people for those kind of paintings because like they rarely <laughs> look like the person they're painting yeah, they need a bigger truck yeah <laughs> to make things even worse after it is deep fried it is served with either a cheddar cheese sauce Nice. Check that. It is served with a cheddar cheese okay. sauce. And you can have either a chipotle sauce, a nice mild chipotle sauce, or a fiery hot habanero sauce. Oh, great. Yes. That, as the uh, the proprietor, Jim Hosbrook calls it, takes it beyond belief. Cool. Well, if there's no episode next week, you know what I did. Yeah. I went and killed myself. <laughs> yeah, in Syracuse. <laughs> like any self-respecting American. <laughs> That's another cool album name. Killed myself in Syracuse. Yeah. Steve, please don't do that. I don't know how to work the board. <laughs> well, that's why there's no episode next week. That's, oh, shit. 13 bucks is what it's going to cost you. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. honestly not bad for three pounds of terribleness. Yeah. Three pounds of nightmares and sweating. Yeah. But there were two items that should be brought before the board that can be made into beers. Uh, the first one is cotton candy wrapped ice cream burritos nice i say again cotton candy wrapped ice cream burritos yeah i've seen those, those i are, haven't those there are yeah that's a thing <laughs> yeah honestly you just take that and just throw it in right whatever beer you make it make it a nice light beer like a cream ale or something like that just throw it in yeah the only thing you got to worry about is the the milk like the lactose and everything from the ice cream Otherwise, yeah. Guess what? They put lactose in beer all the time. Now. I know. I'm just saying. Nobody cares now. There's, there's other things in ice cream, maybe, yeah. <laughs> that'll gum it up. But otherwise. I think that one is a very easy one. You can just throw that in. Yeah. The other one is a, it is a dessert. The first one was just a snack. Yeah. The other one is a proper dessert. Okay. It is deep fried banana bread, uh. which is a banana on a stick. Which is dipped in banana bread batter Ooh. and deep fried. Huh. Simple. Yeah. But you know what? Sounds really good. And I think it would work really well with a beer recipe. Yeah, really. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. I mean, there's already Wells banana bread. Yes. Out there. And you also have Hefeweizens that have a banana-y taste. Right. But you could really up the banana on this. Because mm-hmm. you make the bread and then the banana. Yeah. 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 I think that, that is something that can absolutely work in a beer. Yes. So Syracuse, get at us. Make it happen. We'll come up. Who's uh, who's up there? The uh, the Ithaca Brewing Company. They're you, close by. You got Ithaca. You got Saranac. But yeah, there's they could they could do it. So do it. Yeah, jerks. <laughs> You're just gonna yell at them now. Right. Yeah. All right. Just gonna bully them. Right. I'm good at bullying breweries and the making garbage. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Somebody make me a cotton candy banana bread beer. <laughs> you jerks. And be happy when you do it. <laughs> And your lunch money. Make it blue. Yes. <laughs> so I think there are some very good offerings at the New York State Fair. 
Yeah. And there are some that could be good for a beer. Right. <laughs> two very separate categories. <laughs> yes. Two very separate things. There's also a way to kill yourself. Yes. So. I would like to try them all. Not necessarily the killing myself part. <laughs> That's. Hey, they're the ones who put it out there. <laughs> but I would be willing to spend $13 on this sudden death burger, which is three pounds mm-hmm. of everything. Yeah. All the bad decisions wrapped into one tidy little package. If they don't have a mural of Jean-Claude Van Damme in a Penguins jersey fighting Alvin Drago, <laughs> they are fucking up. Yes. They fucked it up. <laughs> Stone cold fact. Yeah. All right. Final one. I went all the way to the Alaskan State Fair. Far West. Yes. I went through their offerings, and for the most part, there's there's not a whole lot that sounded crazy. I couldn't find anything that was really off the fucking wall. Not even salmon-based? Not really, no. I mean, it huh. might be there. It's just like they're not, they don't announce themselves the same way the Minnesota State Fair does. They don't go crazy, go nuts. Yeah, they they do have a listing of all the vendors that are there. They got a lot of cool things. I mean, they had one that would seem like it was easy, like low-hanging fruit hmm. because it was just dull whip. <laughs> oh, okay. Again, you just put, you can put that on top of the beer. Right. Yeah. It's just anywhere. Easy yeah. peasy. People have been using pineapple all the time in beer. <laughs> That's not new. <laughs> this is new. So one of their new featured uh, featured uh, food vendors this year is Russian Eats. Russian Eats? Russian Eats. Mm. It makes sense. Okay. You can see Russia from Alaska. This is true. Sarah Palin told us that. <laughs> she told us. Uh, I realized I looked at their menu and they are serving borscht. Oh. Yes. That's a soup, isn't it? Borscht is a soup. And it's a sour beet soup. I see where you're going with this. Both you and I have had a beet ale at a uh, homebrew event. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe now's the time to make a beet sour. Yes. In a slushy style. <laughs> oh, just going to be a, just a dick about it. Yeah. I like I, it. I mean, you mm-hmm. you make it. It's already kind of sour because of the, the beets and everything. Yes. But, you know, just ramp up the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Bring, try to bring it back the other way. I like that, yes. <laughs> try to bring it back the other way. Yeah. And speaking of beat ales, uh, did you know that it was recently the 50th anniversary of the Abbey Road record? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, I do. I live in the world of that movie uh, yesterday where there's no Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that, that was the one thing that stuck out to me, and it gave me the idea. Make a Make a... Sour beet. Yeah. Berliner Weiss. I could get on board with something like that. Yeah. The last thing I had is something going the other way. Hmm? Turning beer into fair food. How so? Well, uh, the fried Oreo has become basically universal amongst all these state fairs. You can get that at Walmart now. Yeah. You can get that at Walmart. You can get it at just like regular shops yeah. and stuff. It's old news. Yeah. It's old news. How do you make it new news? Mm-hmm. You take beers like the Prairie Double Dunk. Uh-huh. And deep fry that. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> okay. I do believe that the Texas State Fair has already had deep fried beer. Right. But we can go the next step. You go the next step with the double dunk, yes. which is an Oreo beer, yes. and then you have deep fried Oreo beer. And if we want to keep it local, we can always go with the Oreo Speedwagon from Hitchhiker. Right. So let's do that. Yeah. I mean, let's do both. Let's both. have a race. <laughs> I actually haven't had the Oreo Speedwagon. Nor have I. So I don't. I can't speak to how good that one is, but I've had the Double Dunk, mm-hmm. and I know how much that one tastes like Oreos. But judging by the other beers that we've had from Hitchhiker, right. I'd like to think it was good. I'm sure it was. Yes. 
So, yeah, that's that's the one I had going the other way. Deep fry some Oreo flavored beer. Okay. Do it. <laughs> fight you. <laughs> With or without the beer. Yeah. He's just going to fight you. That's my challenge. I'm going to see if I can eat that sudden death burger. Jeez. Finish it off with some Oreo. Fried, deep fried Oreo beer. When you do that, let me know how the board works. Mm -hmm. Because there's like a 50-50 shot. You ain't coming back. Yes. Good. No, not good. (laughs) Give in to the dark side. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) I don't want that. Kill yourself in Syracuse. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Do it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that was part of the original dialogue. <laughs> I'll fix it. I'll edit it in. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Just change it. Get yourself in Syracuse. Yeah. Eat the deep fried burger. <laughs> Do it. Do it. No, I can all. All I can see is Porkins flying in, throwing fruit at you, trying to counteract it. Porkins wouldn't do that. Porkins I know would he be wouldn't. right there. Yeah, but it's the only one I can think of that wasn't Skywalker. <laughs> wedge and Tilly's. You can't I remember him. I, I couldn't think of Wedge. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Porkins was the only one I had in my head right now. Whatever. Sorry, Wedge. <laughs> well, that's what we came up with. That's how you can turn fair food into beer, and vice versa. And vice versa. If you have any other uh, options, thoughts, yeah, processes, suggestions. Let us know, HopNationUSA at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Tell us what's gross. Yeah, do our <laughs> jobs for us. Yeah, do our jobs for us. Tell us what's gross. Yeah, How would you make fair food in the beer? We're doing this every week. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, coming back to this Lost Barrels beer. Yes, the bourbon barrel aged stout. From, from the Brookline the Beer Farm. Brookville. Yeah. Nope. Okay. I was thinking of local P- <laughs> Pittsburgh. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. Yes. From the Brookville Beer Farm. Yes. I, I liked that. it. I liked it. I liked I, it too. I'm a fan of it. It's not the best barrel aged beer I've ever had, but it's nah. certainly not the worst. No, definitely not the worst. The, I've had some real clunkers. It, almost to the point of undrinkable. And because this is it just, not that. Yeah. No. No, this is pretty decent. Yeah, I find this to be highly enjoyable. Yeah. I wish it was just a little less hot, considering it's only 8%. I wish you got a little bit more of the coconut mm-hmm. flavor from it. It was not much of, a, yeah. of the coconut way, but admittedly, they the coconut was mentioned in the fourth line of the description. Right. So. <laughs> right. Um, to be fair to it, though, it is definitely not overly sweet. No. No, so, it is not. Yeah, it is. It's good in that way. It, it, it doesn't like just completely burn you out every way. I like it. I'll yeah. admit, I think it's a good beer. I would certainly drink this this 22-ounce bomber by myself, assuming I didn't have to go to work the next day. Do it anyway. I could do that. Fuck work. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. I'm not going to say that. I got to go to work. Kill yourself in Syracuse. <laughs> Shit, dude. <laughs> No. All right, we're going to the podium before you keep going down that path. Yeah. You go first. I want you to be distracted now. Uh, let's see. Well, it's pretty obvious that bronze is going to go to the Funk's Way by Jailbreak Brewing. I do not like Berliner Weisses, and that one was too sour. Mm. It's just simple as that. I, I can fully admit, though, that you can get the key lime flavor on it and everything like that. They achieved their goal in making that beer. Like, it's not out of the style. Right. So It's did, well executed. They did that right, <laughs> but I just don't like when that's done right. <laughs> I want less sour. 
It needs to be. I have a very sensitive palate to salary. I don't like. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's fine, and I would suggest it to other people. But I, it's not for me. Silver, I'm gonna give to the Lost Barrels by uh, Brookville Beer Farm. It's fine. I think it's an okay representation of uh, barrel-aged beer. It's not my favorite. I've kind of had better. Uh, but yeah, you know, if that's what's available to you, you get it. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, get that one over other things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I've definitely had better. So I can't recommend it as like my top of the evening. It's just, I don't know. It's too lacking in some things and it's too hot and... The, the the hotness against the eight the eight percent ABV isn't justified in my mind. So yeah, maybe if you cellar it for a while, mm. but that goes against my um like beer should be drinkable day one. Buy it, drink it. Yeah, that that, go, that goes. You shouldn't have to buy something if they want you to have something that is mellow. Mm-hmm. Then don't release it right until it is. Makes perfect sense to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Like that CBS is like the the perfect example of something like that is the CBS that's been released as of late. Mm-hmm. It just it still needs more time because it's way too hot and you just lose a whole bunch of flavors. It's not that good. This isn't as bad as the CBS. I'll Certainly, say, I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just I, I don't know. Didn't live up to my hopes and expectations. So the gold goes to. This special release Stargazer Black IPA by the Elder Pine Brewing Company. It's a really good black IPA. And considering the fact that there aren't that many out there to begin with, <laughs> you know, you are got to get out there and try them as you can. <laughs> Can't just let them go to waste. <laughs> Don't lose those opportunities because they're not around. They're, it's like black IPAs and Roush beers. <laughs> If you find it, get it. Yeah, if you find it, get it. There's so few out there to begin with. <laughs> um, but like I said, like I, I find this Elder Pine, it's better than the Cascadian Ale that you find from Flying Monkeys that's out there. Like I don't, I don't quite love that one, so I don't know what's going on with that. But otherwise, there's, there's so few uh, black IPAs that I have to compare against this. Mm-hmm. That I can't really say this one fails in any way because it doesn't. It gives you nice roasty flavors, but it also like you get the hops in there as well. It's balanced in such a way that you do get a lot of hops up front, but it ends on that you know those roasty notes. And it approaches a point to where you like almost taste a little bit of coffee, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's great for that style. Yeah. So great for that beer, and that's why it's my gold. Right on. For me, I'm going to be completely different, but kind of the same in that the bronze medal position is going to go to a beer not necessarily based on execution, but based on personal preference. If you've never listened to the show before, I am not a hophead. I am not an IPA guy. So unfortunately, the Elder Pine Stargazer, the black IPA, is going to go in the bronze medal position. It is not based on execution. It is not based on what the beer is. It's essentially coming down to what I like in a beer. It's me. Uh, You're not the problem. I'm the problem. (laughs) (laughs) However, I will say that for something that has those three dark, dirty letters associated with it, IPA, 
this is this is something that I can, you know, I can enjoy on a very limited basis. I understand what the beer is. I I like the roastiness that came out on it. We talked about that earlier, but it does have some hoppiness that is not to my liking. So for that, it does go in the bronze medal position. And now it gets a bit more difficult with the silver and the gold. However, I am going to agree with Steve and put the lost barrels by the Brookville Brewing Farm in the silver medal position. I apologize, the Brookville Beer Farm. It was a good beer. I liked it. I could certainly see myself drinking an entire bomber by myself, assuming I didn't have to go to work the next day or had anything planned. But there was a little bit of heat there in terms of the booziness, and it did not translate to the 8% ABV that is uh, provided there. I agree with Steve completely on that. I've had better bourbon barrel-aged stouts, but I've had much worse bourbon barrel stouts. So I can't say anything bad about this. I did like the beer. So to say it's a silver metal beer is not a knock on it. I liked it. I would drink it again, bar none. But the Jailbreak Brewing Company, the Funk Sway, I like that one just a little bit more. So that's going in the gold medal position. I like Berliner Vices. I like Key Lime. I like the way they did it. I like the execution. I could drink that probably more out of out of these three. That would be the four-pack, the six-pack versus the uh, two or three out of the Brookville and the one or two out of the Elder Pine. So for that, Jailbreak gets the gold medal position for me today for the old state line. Old line state, whatever the hell it is. Maryland. There you go. That's the one <laughs> with the weird flag. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> awesome. Well, there you go. That's Maryland. We completed another state on the map. Yes. If you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Laughable, and Player FM, and everything else. Pocket Cast. Let's give them a shout out. Oh, yeah. There you go. I always forget, though. Yeah. They're a thing. But they're a thing. And we're there. Yes. <laughs> Uh, if you're on any of those platforms, though, leave us a five-star review because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. And that's a bigger crime than them not making season six of The Wire. Sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. So, but that's it for this week. We did Maryland. We got more states that we still got to do. Yes. I believe the next step is either north or west. It'll be something. <laughs> we've one of those two. <laughs> I mean, we've already got one in the chamber. Yeah, we, we do have another state episode coming up. We will not tell you which one it is. Why don't you try to guess? <laughs> yes. You have a one in 50 shot. Actually, have less no, they have that. less because less we... <laughs> who knows? Maybe they're going to think, oh, they didn't do Michigan yet because they haven't gotten the back catalog. That's right. They don't know. But yeah. So that's it. 122 will be something different. Uh, we actually have an episode planned for that, <laughs> but I'm not going to announce it because sometimes we screw ourselves. Things go wonky. Yeah. I don't believe that's going to happen. Right. But I like the idea of, you know, just keeping it close to the vest. Right. So we may or may not be at a brewery. There you go. But we will say we will have an episode 122. Yes, we will have an episode 122 next week. It may or may not be at a brewery. Yes. And let's make sure Steve doesn't go to Syracuse in that time. Try and stop me. Yeah. <laughs> 